I was upset. I didn't think I had what it takes. It took a while to admit anything was wrong. Diet and exercise sounded intimidating. But small easy goals made it easy to start. Every situation is different. There are many paths to victory, but the end goal is all the same. This is the Weight Loss Podcast with Matt and Courtney, a couple who committed to a strategy and lost a combined 100 kilograms. When it comes to weight loss, you don't just need encouragement, you need a strategy. Hello and welcome to episode three of the Weight Loss Podcast. My name's Matt. And I'm Courtney. And today's episode is all about Courtney and her story, so you can get to know her more, all the ins and outs, where she's come from, how she's got to where she is, the struggles that she's had. So we're going to be doing this as an interview. I'm going to be interviewing Courtney, uh, asking her a series of in-depth questions that will allow her to share her story with you. And hopefully you can relate to where she's come from and it can give you some inspiration and motivation along the way. The nitty gritty. The nitty gritty. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. I'm going to kick things off. Courtney, where were you born and where did you grow up? I was born in Melbourne, Australia, where I live now, where we live now, and I've lived here all my life. Haven't lived anywhere else. Very boring, I know. That's okay. I like You're it okay. here, though. Yeah, it's not bad. So let's get to the next question. Let's get to the uh, the big stuff now. When did you start putting on weight? Well, I've always been big. I was always a big child. I was always a big girl, but I played a lot of uh, sport growing up. I played netball a lot. Uh, when I was in my teens, I think I was playing about three, four times a week sometimes. That would be training and playing. So I was always very active. Um, so I think that that's what helped keep it a little bit at bay, my weight. But I was always the bigger girl on the team. I was always the bigger girl at school. So it's always really been there. When I was about 17, I stopped playing netball altogether. Before that, I'd sort of really cut down on the on the amount I was playing and my weight had started to creep up a little bit but it was really when I turned about 17 and I stopped playing altogether is when it really bursted up from there bursted up that wasn't really a good way to explain it but it's not a word but that's okay okay in in what way did you start to put it on I just noticed my it was really a gradual thing I don't ever remember waking up suddenly thinking oh my god I'm I'm huge. I just think it just sort of really crept up on me, which I think happens a lot. You don't, it's just really unconscious thing. Like I was going to TAFE, I was studying, I was working when I, when I could. So I was buying very cheap food, uh, buying cheap meals. After uh, my study, I started to work at a job where I was on the road and I was traveling uh, from from job to job, from place to place. So in between place to place on the road, I would stop and just get takeaway all the time. I would eat a lot of takeaway. So it just really crept up on me, I think. And and the the clothes sizes just started getting bigger and bigger. And then before I, I knew it, I was fitting into pants, um, work pants of a size 18. And, and that was a big shock. Okay. What were your previous weight loss attempts like? What did you do? How did you find it? Where did things go wrong? I was never big, very good dieter. I was uh, never good at sticking to them. So I would try diets uh, off and on because I knew that my weight was an issue. So I would try to cut out junk food. I would say, I'm not going to have junk food this month and that would last for a couple of days. I would try 
to cut down on what I was eating. I would try to just have like soup for dinner, like a bowl of soup, but I could never just have a bowl of soup for dinner because I was so hungry. So then I would go and have a second dinner an hour later. So none of these things really worked for me. I didn't have a lot of willpower at the time. Um, I was a big emotional eater. So that it none of that really worked for me in terms of dieting, things like that. So I would try them, um, try to cut out food, try to cut out junk food, try to cut out chocolate, try to cut down my meal sizes. But as I said, it only lasts for, for a couple of days before I was back to normal because I just, I was too hungry. And what sort of exercise were you doing during these attempts? Off and on, I would exercise. So I started, I joined a gym and I would try to go to the gym a lot. And it would always be classic example of it would always be really good for the first month, maybe. And then the excitement factor dies away and I would struggle to get there. Uh, I, I stopped going to the gym, then joined up again. A couple of years later with my sister was already going to this particular gym. So I thought, great, there's someone going to the gym. I can go with her. I can meet her there and we can do it together. Problem was that I would meet her there after work and we would just walk on the treadmill at a ridiculously slow pace most of the time chatting about how our day was or if she wasn't there because she had a job that had different hours to me so sometimes we would miss each other I would still just go and walk on the treadmill and talk on the phone to a girlfriend or something so it really wasn't doing anything I wasn't getting anywhere I had tried a personal trainer in the past and had got some good results with that but again was very typical to me whereas I just didn't stick at it for long enough and where did things start to change it got to the stage for me where I was really unhappy with where I was at at life. I had got the job that I wanted to get and I thought that that would make me happy and it didn't. I, <clears throat> sorry, I was struggling with relationships. I really didn't have any solid relationship, but then I really didn't like the way that I looked or value myself at all. And it really struck me just out of the blue one day that if I didn't value myself or if I didn't think that I was attractive, then it was going to be very hard for me to find a man that thought that of me. So I really wanted to change and make a change in my life for the better. And it didn't help that uh, also when you see photos of yourself, I've got three older sisters who are all married and the sister just above me had uh, had got married not long before this and I was a bridesmaid at her wedding and, and seeing those photos and compared to the other bridesmaids that were there and I was just really unhappy with myself and it sort of got to the realisation of just how big I'd let myself get and I was not getting any younger and I just wanted to make a change in my life. And what change was that? I was still a, I was a member of a gym at this stage and I asked one of the uh, receptionist sales gentlemen at the gym, I wanted to inquire about personal training and he recommended you, who was, you were a personal trainer at that, this same gym. I was. And I was recommended to you because you had had some fantastic results in terms of the weight loss side of things. So I thought, well, it's now or never. I've just got to bite the bullet and do it. And I was always very skeptical of trainers. I thought that, you know, they just wanted your take your money and they do. And they most of them do. Um, take your money, work with you for a couple of months, but that was really it. 
and you just drop off and that had been my sort of experience in the past anyway so I was pretty skeptical but I thought you know what clearly doing it myself is not working so it was worth a shot so that's when I contacted you I met with you and started working with you and what happened from there I got some fantastic results my first 12 weeks I did better than I had even expected to do. I think even better than you had expected me to do. Yes. And I was I was just beyond beyond excited about it. And just went on from there. And we are now four and a half years later. What did you do differently in that 12 weeks compared to what you were previously doing? Something just really clicked with that. It, it, it just really clicked like it had never clicked with me before and and you had shown me a better way to eat food. Uh, it's very funny. The first thing that I remember you telling me was you don't eat enough food. And I was gobsmacked when you saw what I was eating <laughs> on a regular day. And yep. I was trying to be so good in the days leading up to our meeting because I knew you were going to ask me what I had eaten. So I was trying to limit what I had eaten. No chocolate, no takeaway. I thought, yep, you're going to be so excited about what I'm going to be you know, show you in terms of my food. And the first thing you weren't excited and I was shocked because the first thing you said to me was, well, you do not eat enough food. And I was gobsmacked um, because I think it's it's that same old thing, isn't it? Where people are, we're sort of programmed going up to think that less is more, eat less and that's better. And that was how I was programmed. I thought eating less was better, but you opened my eyes to how that is not the case. You also got me out of the cardio room of the gym and introduced me to the weights room of the gym, which I had never mentioned before. Actually, I did walk through there once to go to the bathroom, but that was it. Okay. And how were the weights different for you? The weights were fantastic. I really loved, loved doing them. It's a fantastic challenge for me as well. I like challenging myself and I found that I picked it up I think pretty quickly uh, how to do the weights and my body just responded to it straight away it really loved it um, just your really pinnacle exercises like your squats and in your deadlifts my body just really responded got quicker re- uh, got uh, sorry stronger really a lot quicker than I had expected and my shape of my body started to change just seem you know seemingly within that 12 weeks I just noticed a massive shift in the shape of my body so this ended up culminating for you in a photo shoot wearing a bikini, something you never thought you'd wear. Yes. What made that bikini transformation different from your previous weight loss attempts? Well, the big difference was that I actually stuck with it and did it, which was a huge difference for me, being that I actually stuck with something for, by the time I got into my bikini, so my heaviest was, I was in a size 18 and my bikini was a size 10. By the time I got into that, it was, we're pushing three years by the time I did all of that. And I don't know weights because I don't weigh myself, but so I just go by the sizing of the clothes. Um, And the biggest change for me was actually just sticking to it. I mean, pushing three years is massive for me. And and that's really when it, it just became a completely a lifestyle change and I know it's very cliche to say lifestyle change but it really there's no really other way to say it because that's just how I lived my life and it's how I still live my life so that's probably the biggest change for me was to take the word diet out of it and then I could actually stick to something so you mentioned before that you don't weigh yourself no why is that 
I do not weigh myself. I used to weigh myself. I didn't weigh myself all the time, but it was definitely something when I was going through my little diet phases that I would weigh myself. And really my my weight would make or break the way I felt about how that particular diet or that particular little health kick I was on was working. And obviously I came to realize pretty quickly that my weight the 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 focus on my weight was holding me back because as I started to lose weight or my body should I say started to change after we started working together I noticed that my weight wasn't going down so after that sort of first 12 week period of working with you when I was my dress size had gone down and my shape had clearly changed in photos yet the weight on the scales was only a couple of kilos difference I had a massive meltdown and thought that the world was coming to an end and it took me a little while but I finally realised that I really needed to stop weighing myself because it wasn't determining the outcome. It It wasn't a true reflection of what the outcome of my progress was. So if I just took that out of the equation altogether then it did it was no longer a factor and and the only thing i went by to judge progress was uh were, fo- were photos and my clothes sizes so that's now why when people ask me how much weight did you lose when they see my photos i really don't have an answer for them and i just have to say well i was a size 18 and now i'm a size 10 that that that's all i can really say to people because it's just weight uh scales to me are, <laughs> are evil and Especially as a woman, I think when you when you go through different weeks as, as a woman can be really different. They can be really up and down. Um, you can retain fluid one week or you can be really great the next week, day to day. And it's just, it messes with your mind. And I think during a process like this, you've got so many other things to think about to then add the pressure on top of that of weighing yourself and stressing about scales. It's just... It was just adding a pressure that that I didn't need at the time. So I wiped them out and, and I recommend that to everybody now. Okay, so with the journey towards that bikini photo shoot, what was your light bulb moment? When did things really start to switch on? What made you snap into Before that? Before I started. Before I started, it was really around the time of my sister's wedding. Uh, my my sister, just, just the sister just above me, she was getting married and I had seen some photos from her engagement party that I was really unhappy with. It was one of those situations where I got ready for this party and thought that I looked stunning and fantastic and great and then you get the photos back from the party and you can't even believe that it was the same person in the photos because I just didn't see myself as big as I was. I sort of had a reverse mindset problem where I would look at myself in the mirror and my brain, I think, would just make excuses for how I looked and I would convince myself that I wasn't that bad. I wasn't that big. Denial. Denial massively. But then you can't really deny photos. So when I would get the photos back, it was just heart-wrenching to see them and to just think that I was embarrassed. I was actually embarrassed that I went out of the house looking that way. So I tried my best between her engagement party and her wedding to lose a little bit of weight. I did manage to lose a little bit. But getting the photos then back from her wedding, I was still so unhappy with the way that I was looking and being a tragic single 
girl. I was tragically single and I just really wanted to find someone but I and I, I was just so miserable with how I looked and I couldn't imagine finding someone that could actually like the way I looked. I suppose it doesn't matter how much you weigh if you don't like what you see in the mirror. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much you weigh. Definitely not. If you don't like what you see, and that goes for size with clothing as well. I mean, everybody's goals are different sizes, but if you don't like and you don't value yourself, then it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether your goal is to be a size 16 or a size 6. It's it's what about it's about how you feel. Yep. Okay. So, how long did it take from the light bulb moment to being in front of the camera for the bikini photo shoot? I'm going to say three years. I think it was just uh, just around just under three years, but yeah, we rounded out to to about three years. So it was a, it was a long time. Now, three years is a long time, especially in our industry where we're promoting 28 day detoxes yes, 12 and weeks. get your get your abs in 14 days um how does the three-year process sound to you what have you learned about that well it's daunting to, to say it now isn't it it's daunting to think oh my god three years how can i wait three years for that and you're right 28 days or 12 weeks they are the the key words and the key phrases that every cookbook and and exercise program has on them now but you really I think the way I got through it was to break it down into into progress goals so when I first started my goal wasn't to be in a bikini in a size 10 bikini in a photo shoot my my first goal was to just be uh, from a size 18 I thought I wanted to be a size 14 but I was sort of cutting myself short on that I think when I really wanted to be a size 12 so my first goal was just from to be from a size 18 to a size 12 and then that was my big goal and I broke that up into smaller steps and then reached those sort of progress steps, progress goals to get to a size 12 and then realised when I got to a size 12 that I really wanted to push myself more again and that's when I made the goal of of getting in the, uh, in the size 10 bikini in a photo shoot. But it does sound like a lot for three years but at the time it was really just a progress thing and I think when you make something like this part of your lifestyle, there's not really an end time frame on it and there's also the ups and downs along the way come along the way it's never a straight shot is it no it was never smooth sailing going from an 18 to that size 10 bikini definitely not and and who knows maybe if i hadn't have made those mistakes i could have done that in 12 months 18 months oh, what if? but you, you you yeah you can't say that you can look back now and think what if what if what if but at Could've, the same time well at the same time if I had have made those mistakes along the way and it hadn't taken me that long I don't think I would be as good of a coach to others as I am now well well said all right so you've gone from a size 18 down to a size 10 bikini you're now a PT you're now a coach to others hey you're now hosting your own podcast what are your goals now? What are my goals now? Going forward, my goals are to be an even better coach. I want to be the best coach to others that I can possibly be. Uh, love the idea of this podcast and just my goal is just to have this continue for us. I think it's really fantastic. And my goal is to continue to work on myself as well. I think even when you reach your physical goals, they're always evolving and, and I've never had a goal to want to uh, – be a model or compete in a figure competition or or be a size six and again goals are fully individual I, I sit now at about a size 10 
give or take clothing all the women out there will know that uh, clothing varies so some of my tops are size 12 some of my tops are size 8 uh, that's uh, a man. A man that's can a man relate thing to that. Too. Yep, I can go from a, a large to a small, depending on the shirt. Oh, there you go. What are these clothing companies doing? They need to get their act together. But yep. I think, yeah, for myself, I definitely want to continue working on myself. I want to lose a little bit more body fat, and yeah, that's my personal goal. And my professional goal is, yeah, just to to continue being the best coach that I can be, continue to improve myself in that area. Okay, so now we'll get to some of the more emotional questions. Oh, here we go. Yes. What kept you motivated when you were down and when you were struggling? What kept you going? I think several things kept me going. I think having a great support team, so having you there as a fantastic coach and support for me was was just priceless. Um, my family were super supportive of me the entire way through. They had no problem with what I was doing. They had no negative uh, comments to me or anything like that. They were, they were happy that I was doing something that I was happy about. Same with my friends. They were all really supportive of me. And I think just what kept me going as well was, was just me, my determination to really make a change. I think when you've really hit that snap point where nothing will stand in your way and you will do this, you might have some bumps in the road and you might have setbacks, but at the end of the day, nothing's going to stop you from doing it. And I think as I went along, my mental strength just got just got better and better. Has there been many tears along <laughs> the way? Well, that's a funny question coming from you because you're smiling as you ask it because you know. Uh, there has been many, 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 many tears. I'm a crier. I'm not afraid to admit it. I am a crier. I... It's, it's, it's just so emotional. The whole thing's emotional and I don't think anybody could say otherwise. It, it you, you cry, you get upset, things happen. Sometimes mentally, some days you're just not very strong and, and sometimes you just need to cry. Sometimes I just need to cry and sometimes I just do. And I know you don't like it, but I do. And it, it's better and you feel better afterwards for it. And I think it really helps you develop even more mental strength and push you forward when, you, when you're when you able to let your feelings out and you let yourself just cry. And then sometimes it's easier and then you can just move on. All right. So what's been your biggest struggle through your journey so far? Has it been food, exercise, temptation, mindset issues, confidence issues, comparing yourself to others? Oh, that's a big one. What have you struggled with the most? Confidence is, is, is one that I've really had to develop uh, massively. Uh, food, food, I'm an emotional eater, definitely. So food on a day-to-day basis, I've, I've picked up, picking up the, you need to eat more, you need to keep your metabolism going and you need to be eating better choices part of it. The emotional eating part of the food has been really hard for me because as I mentioned in the previous question, I am a crier. I am an emotional person. So what happens when an emotional crier has a meltdown I well I can't speak for everyone but for me I like to eat so and I like to eat sugary things that's what I crave so that side of things has been a massive temptation Uh, mindset for me is something that is continuing to work on as the mistakes for me are massive for that because if I don't have those make those mistakes my my mindset is not getting stronger and building up so 
that's where those mistakes are good and I and I can learn from them. Comparing yourself to others and confidence, I think, come hand in hand. And I think the more confidence you have in yourself, the less you compare yourself to others. And that has been an ongoing process for me. And I think in the last, I think this year alone, this, this 2016 has been a massive year for me in terms of overcoming that. I think that it's I've really taken massive steps forward in doing that, stopping comparing myself to others online, which was a massive bad habit of mine, especially on social media. I would compare myself a lot to others, women in magazines. I've, I've stopped looking at those women in terms of I want to look like that because I've really had a light bulb moment this year and realised that I don't want to look like that. That's not actually my goal body type that they don't have the sort of body that I that I crave so what do you crave what body do you want I want my body I like my body actually no I love my body and I'm more than happy to continue working on my body I love my shape I would have I would definitely like to lose a little bit more body fat which is what I'm in the process of doing and I think you're never going to be a hundred percent happy with your own body like there's certain little things that you'd like to work on but in general, I love my body. I love my shape and, and being curvier, having a bit of bum and boobs and thighs, that's the sort of body that I that I love and that's the sort of body that I have. So I'm wrapped with that. All right. How has your success so far affected your relationships? Well, the main relationship, the only relationship I've had since I started becoming successful in terms of my weight loss, is that weight loss success? you're talking about mm-hmm. well the only relationship I've had since my weight loss success is you so I think that it's affected it in a fantastic way because I would never have had the confidence to put myself out there in a relationship like I have with you if I hadn't have had that weight loss success that lifestyle change I was very very um, shy when it came to talking to men before I, I was not confident at all and as I said I hated the way I looked so that was reflective of, of whatever I had to talk to men or put myself out there in any sort of uncomfortable position like that so I, it's, it's really changed relationships altogether and as you said we have our moments in our relationship but I think it's pretty good. What about affecting friendships like relationships with your friends, your family, co-workers, people you first meet? Yeah, as I said, I've been really lucky being that my family have been really supportive from day one. My friends have been really supportive since day one. And same with my co-workers. You know, we used to joke about it how I used to go to work and I might not eat all day. And then when I had my my lifestyle change, I would go to work with my goodie, my little lunchbox filled with these meals that I had prepared for the day. And and they used to joke with me about it, but it was never an issue. So I've been really lucky that way that everyone in my life has been really supportive and really just, it's really been helpful, I think. Yeah, just the support from them has been super helpful to me over the time. All right. How has your success so far affected your career? Well, it's had a massive effect on my career because I'm in a completely different career from when I started. So I used to work in the hospitality event management side of um, of the of business and now I am a trainer. I'm a, a coach and a gym owner. So it's a massive shift, but I couldn't be more happy and I and I just love it. All right. Final question. 
if you could give your younger self any advice, what would it be? That's a very good question. Uh, I would tell my younger self definitely not to stress as much. I'm a massive stress head and I... Maybe you should tell your older self that too. Shh. This is my question. <laughs> yes, I'm a massive stress head still, but I would love to tell my younger self not to stress as much. I would love to tell my younger self that what other people think of you doesn't matter. Um, that was a massive one for me when I was younger. And because I was always the bigger girl, it was something that I always did concern myself with privately. I wouldn't put it out there. I was tried to make myself the funny one and I tried to do silly things to detract from my weight, tried to make fun of my own weight because I thought if, if I made fun of my weight, people wouldn't, that well, they couldn't make fun of my weight. So it worked for me. So I would, every time I did that though, I can look back on it now and think I was beating myself down as a, as a young girl, comparing myself to these people, thinking that I had to look like all these other girls, thinking that I wasn't attractive, that I wasn't good enough. And I was just really beating down my confidence. So I'd love to go back, sit down with my younger self and just explain that it doesn't matter how they look. It doesn't matter how how big that I thought that I was. And I wasn't even big looking back on it. But when at the time I thought I was massive, it, just to be myself and everything would work out okay. All right, bonus question because your answer has um, made me think of something really cool I want to ask oh, you. bonus question. Yep, bonus time. That wasn't part of the deal. No, it was not, but that's how we roll. <laughs> any any women that are listening to this that are in a position similar to where you were three to four years ago, what advice and tips would you give them if they're struggling with the same things you were struggling with, emotional eating, comparing yourself to others? How can they overcome that? Women that are listening now? Right now. How can they overcome that? I would say the biggest tip that I could give to, to any of you that are listening now that are struggling with those problems is to know what your goals are and to really have a good think about what it is that you want, not what anybody else's goals are, not what someone else wants from you, not what you think that you should look like. I really want think that you need to sit down and really think about what you want and what's going to make you happy that that's that's one of the biggest goals I think that you that one of the biggest tips that I think I can give you because it relates so much then to everything else that you're going to do once you've got a real clear vision of how you want to look and how what you want to do I I think that that really just sets you up for achieving everything because then you can really break it down and you you can really focus on how you're going to achieve it your progress goals along the way and and I think that yeah that's the biggest advice I think that anyone at the start could have could have told me is just to really have a clear focus on not what anybody else's goals are not what you, your friends think that you should look like or your mum mm. thinks you should look like or yep. social media think that you should look like it's really what you want to look like and the size you want to be and the size you, you feel beautiful and it's going to make you happy at that's what you've got to focus on and then everything else work on from there. I suppose it doesn't matter how you look in the eyes of others if you're not happy with yourself. No, definitely not. And, and, and it's not going to make anybody else happy if you're, if you're still miserable. So you can go through all the pain in the world and put yourself through every diet and every exercise program underneath the sun. But if you're trying to achieve someone else's goal, the chances are you won't get there because 
you'll lose motivation before you even reach it or you'll get there and you'll still be miserable anyway. So you've really got to focus on yourself and it it might not be what those girls look like in the magazines. I mean, I can't wait. That's another pet peeve of mine, by the way. I just can't wait to open up a magazine one day and for there to be plus-size models in a magazine and for that to just be the norm and it not to be the headline. Oh, look at us. We've put a plus-size model in our magazine. It should just be normal. And, I mean, plus-size is so stupid. Did you know that plus-size is like a size 12? What? Yep. I'm that's, technically plus-size. That's insane. It's absolutely insane. So please don't judge yourself on social media or on the magazines. Judge yourself on how you want to look to make you feel beautiful and then work, you work out a plan from there how to achieve that. But there's no point working out a plan or starting exercising when you don't really have an idea of how you want to look. That has to come afterwards. So set the goal, really get an idea of how you want to look and then we can start looking at plans and things like that from there. But I think I think the problem is a lot of women try to do it backwards. They start exercising or they start trying to change their their nutrition and their diets before they've actually got a clear understanding of what they're aiming for. All right, bonus question number two and final question. Okay. <laughs> Any regrets? No, no, not at all. Not at all. As I said, I love my body. I really, I truly do. I love my body. And there's improvements I still need to make on it. And it's not the size for everybody, but it doesn't need to be. And I think you're always going to want to make improvements to yourself. So I truly love my body. I truly love what I do. I love talking to women about this sort of thing. I love coaching. I love helping people achieve their goals. And I love owning a gym. So absolutely no regrets. All right, that's uh, that's going to be it for us. Can I just say you're a great host and you're a great guest. Thank you. Well done. So I'm going to wrap the show up for now. Any of you guys out there want to send any more questions, emails or feedback to us, we welcome that. Please email yes. us, podcast at theweightlosspodcast.com. The best emails, questions, and by best, I don't just mean the most poignant. I can often mean the funniest or the most quirky. The ones that we want to read out on the air, we'll read out and we'll answer. Definitely. So we welcome that feedback. Come at us. Uh, That's a wrap for today. We'll speak to you guys soon. Bye. Get more free tips, listen to previous episodes, and contact Matt and Courtney at theweightlosspodcast.com.